0: Good morning, folks. I hope everyone is having a phenomenal day. I am getting ready to head out uh, and go up to North Carolina to talk with these wild and crazy people at Zeke Rewards. I tell you what, from looking at the passion of their affiliates, it should be a fun event. But today we are in relationships. This is principle number seven. Relationships are the core of our existence. I find this interesting because that's one of the reasons that I'm going up to Zeke Rewards. I've built a relationship with with uh, Don, their COO. Uh, I'm building a relationship with Paul Burks. I've got a relationship with a lot of their field leaders. So it makes sense to go and check out what's going on. Go see first hand what all of the hype and craziness is about. And now some people would disagree with this. They'll say, "Well, why why invest any time doing that?" Well, because it's all about the people. See in any type of business that you're in, it's about people. You know, and and that's Why I'm having a blast. Now, it's been a crazy two days. I tell you what, my my mama's listening, and and mama, by the time I got done last night, it was late. I'll call you as I drive to the airport here in a little bit so we can chat. But it has been freaking nuts, but it's going to be good. Now, Chris opens this up with the power in praising people, and he puts something in here that little Mary Kay Ash used to say. There are two things that people want more than sex and money, and it's recognition and praise. And you know what? I agree with that. Psychology's, uh, psychology has proven that. I can show you in the military, well, people will do more for praise and recognition than they will for the check that they earn. It's just the way things are. When I've done my, my studies and the, find, gathering the statistical information on network marketing, we found women join this community because of the praise and recognition really more than anything else. So it makes good sense. And see, one of the keys to success is to have those kinds of successful relationships where you are praising people. Now, you don't want to pacify them. You want to be legit. When you praise somebody, you better be praising them from the heart. If all you're doing is throwing some flippant words out there, it's the dumbest thing that anybody could do. you got to give them true When I praise my kids, I do it from the heart. When I discipline them, I do it from the heart. See, the benefits of this are priceless. Some of the benefits will include your relationships grow. All of a sudden, you realize you have lifelong relationships. I still have friends from high school that when the times get tough, they call me because they know I will listen And give them praise from the bottom of my heart. Your leadership and influence grows. Charles Schwab once wrote this. He said, I have yet to find a man, however exalted his station, who did not do better work and put more great effort under the spirit of approval than the spirit of criticism. That is an absolute win. I get more productivity from people in the field, from from executives, from my family when I'm praising them and not being critical. You build stronger relationships and loyalty. You know, I had a situation come up yesterday where a a CEO terminated a leader, and as I studied this, I thought, man, this could have been totally avoided. All All of the press releases, all of the hype, all of the backbiting, had the CEO just done what VK Borreco does. Say, man, I appreciate you. I love you. I hope things work out where you're at. Here's here's your check for your final commissions. And it's over. That builds on the relationship. It doesn't cut it off at the neck. It's sad. When you praise people, you end up with happier, more fulfilled people. I just left my men's accountability breakfast in one of the things that we do on a weekly basis is go around and, and check out what everybody's doing. And, and, and Dr. Jason Baker, who's a dentist, a very well-respected dentist in the area, has got what most people would call tennis elbow. We called it dentist elbow because it, 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 it's 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 hurting him, and he's got to do his job. And And we were praising him for the work that he does, knowing that he was going through some pain, and he appreciated that. Now, you may be saying, but Troy, that's just not in my character. That's not in my personality. I, I don't know how to do this. You know, it, it just comes so natural to you. I watch your videos. Nothing comes natural in the beginning. It's something you work into. My my, I've got an English teacher. I called her Miss Pitts. Her name was Pitts and Barger, and she'd tell you that I was the worst student. I couldn't read. I couldn't write. I couldn't speak in front of people. Some people still tell you I can't read or write or speak in front of people, but... You grow into something. I knew I really loved helping people, and now I'm able to do that. Here's some ways that you can praise people. Talk about their character traits. What's something that you see in them that you don't see maybe in all of the other people that you talk to? What's what's something that you can, you can praise them for and praise them for that? Praise them when they take action. If you've got people out there that truly are taking action and doing something... That's worth praising them when most people just want to sit around and gripe and moan about something. I'll tell you, this is something I've not done that Chris wrote, and I thought this was pretty good. Make it your goal to praise at least five people a day. Now, with the way Facebook and, and all that stuff is, this should be simple. You you should easily be able to praise people out there. I, I know uh, Bob Bodine, who, who wrote the book, The Power of Who his own relationships, he praises people all the time. This is something that just is powerful. I'll tell you somebody else, Tom Chenault over at Longevity, is constantly praising people, getting them on his radio show and doing that. It's amazing what he does. You can do that. Because when you do that, what happens is you build you, you, you build a network of people who will listen. Just the other day I had somebody call and say, Troy, I'm going through a situation. What do I do? And I said, Man, the person you need to talk to is Brian McMullen. He's the pro at that. He'll take this up for you. Here's what you need to do. I gave him the steps and went over. I had I had a guy, Scott Rogers, who's the co founder over at Vitel uh Wireless Company, I think's what they still call themselves. So he called up and said, Troy, I'm I'm going through a situation, I'm looking for a really good Uh, marketing and software provider. Who can you suggest? I said, oh, man, you need to call Ben Dixon. He's a good friend, somebody that knows what he's doing. Call him on the phone and and see what he can do. I have a company that calls and says, Troy, I'm I'm going through some issues with my distributors in compliance, and I, I need to educate them. What should I do? That's simple, man. Call Kevin Grimes. He's got a phenomenal online system that is simple and easy, and he can even customize it for you. Had a distributor call Troy. I'm going through an, an issue. What do I do, man? Here's what you need to do, because he'll give you good advice. Won't charge you. Call Kevin Thompson, MLM attorney, and he'll he'll guide you down the right path. These are networks. When I tell them, tell him I told you to call. It, it's not because ooh look at me. It's because I know he'll listen. If I tell somebody, tell them Troy called. That other person in my network knows this must be important, or Troy would not have sent them to me. Chris Widener's this way. It's how, we, it's how we build that network. It's how we build that influence. You will go to my blog and you see all kinds of distributors that write interesting things. And some of them I agree with and some of them I don't. But we, we give a, a platform, a community, where people, whether they agree or disagree with me, have the opportunity to voice their opinions, to voice their frustrations. I had a guy on an international blog say... Troy really does believe in the U.S. Constitution. Absolutely. You don't have to agree with me. Good, strong debates and relationships are built upon people who have ideology, ideological differences. I think I said that right. That's the power of what we do and how we do it. It's exciting about that, and that's what we have to do if we're going to make this happen, if you're going to build on those relationships. You have to be able to accomplish that. So how do you do that? How can you build your relationships, your network of people in an authentic manner? Write this down. Here's a few things. Number one, be successful. Don't try to be a jack of all trades. Be successful in something that you are good at. Because if you can... If you can be successful, if you can become the authority in a specific area, then people will seek you out. Do your best, accomplish much, and watch your network grow. That's how Chris says it. Number two, be nice. One of my favorite movies, I named my son Dalton after this, is Roadhouse. Patrick Swayze in there was was, was a cleaner He controlled all the bouncers, and they'd say, well, how do we know when we need to get rough? And he said, you be nice until it's time not to be nice. In the people business, you're always nice. If you feel you can't be nice with somebody, then it's time to help them move on to somewhere else. It's not time to be not nice. That's why it really bothered me when I saw this immature CEO write some scathing things and, and bad mouth competition I thought, man, this isn't what the community's about. I actually wrote a blog post about it. We're supposed to be collaborating together and working together, and that's what things are about. That's why when you see in politics men and women from the democratic side or the republic side republican side, when they get together. They say, man, these people are working, collaborating on both sides of the aisle. It's because they're working for a end goal. They're working for the right answer, and they want to be able to compromise and come out and collaborate. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Number three, you've got to love to learn. I was on the phone with the co-founder of the Home Business Radio Network, Doug Fireball, yesterday, and he said, Troy, one of the... The shows over there. Your beachside CEO is is going well. He goes. People love when you talk about John Maxwell. It's as if it's it's as if you are, you you personally know him, and, and it comes so natural. And it's because I I do know him, but it's because I've read every book that he's ever written. I live his his teaching, his coaching, his philosophy when it comes to leadership. So it's a natural for me to talk about it. Now, is John the only one? Absolutely not. Bob Bedine, Chris Widener, Richard Brook, Andy Stanley, Charles Stanley, Jim Collins, Daniel Pink. I mean, the list could go on and on. Tim Sanders. You know, I love to learn. I love to read. Dondi Scamanchi is one of my most favorite authors, great friend. You build your network by learning. Number 4, you got to like people. I just genuinely like people. I'm one of the few people that was not born with a silver spoon in his mouth but find it so easy and so natural to hang out with multimillionaires. Yet at the same time, I have no problem sitting down on a street corner with a hooker and talking to her about her life and how how there's alternatives out there. She doesn't have to stay in the sex trade. I can hang out with teenagers who are going through hell on earth who think their life's upside down and yet I can turn around and talk to their parents and understand them and where they're coming from I like people more than once in my life I have been in some pretty knockdown, down, drag out physical fist fights but I've been in less physical confrontation than verbal Because I believe that everybody can get hurt, so I would very easily try to negotiate out of a bad situation. Whether it's an emotional or physical, that's what we have to do. If we like people, then we work on this. Number five, this may be the biggest. You've got to listen. Too many times people want to talk about themselves. I had somebody ask me once, Troy, why don't we see more pictures on your websites of you with all these people that you know? I said, because I just don't take pictures of me with everybody else. If somebody asks to take my picture and they want to put it up on their website, that's awesome. That's cool. If they send me a picture, I'll put it up on my website. But I'm not into, hey, look at me and look at the people I know. I'm into listening to what other people go through. So when I meet people... I'm asking them about themselves. I'm asking them why they picked the company they picked, Why, why? I'm, and if they're celebrities. I'm asking them questions about them. I remember meeting Kevin Green, one of the greatest NFL football players of all time. I'm talking to him about him. I'm talking to him about Tara, his wife, and about his beautiful kids and what they do and, and how he ended up, you know, he played with Pittsburgh. How the heck did you end up in Destin, you know? I want to know about his wife's fencing because she is an expert at the sword. I met Rod Smith, one of the greatest walk-ons in NFL history, played with the Denver Broncos. I didn't ask him, or I didn't share with him about me. I wanted to ask him about his childhood. How did a guy that grew up in the projects in Arkansas make it? And what, what drives you today? To continue to give back to other people. When I met Dondi Scamanchi, I wanted to learn about how she overcame being physically attacked and breaking through that mental barrier to become the, the woman that she is. If you've not listened to her talk or read her book, she's like the John Maxwell in a female version. Phenomenal woman. See, this is what I try to do, and this is what you have to do. When I'm talking to people, when I had my success in the field, my greatest success came in the financial service arena inside of network marketing. I didn't lose clients. I would debate any insurance agent or broker out there, and the reason I was able to do that is because I got to know my clients. I learned about their kids, about their grandkids, about their likes, about their dislikes. I remember sitting across a couch from a lady, I was getting ready to give her a half-a-million-dollar check. Her husband had passed away. And she said, Troy, I just want to sign this back over for you to invest because my husband told me before he died, you can trust Troy. He'll take care of you. That's because I learned to listen. When I have Wall Street investment firms and equity firms call, when I have CEOs call, when I have reporters from different industries call, it's not because, ooh, look at Troy. It's because I've come to be known as someone who listens and asks questions and can provide answers to people when they ask. This is how you build your network. Number six, and this, this may be controversial to some. This may be something that that you're not easy, easy with. It doesn't come natural, but it's something that, that is important, and Chris puts it in here. You've got to pursue big shots. You've got to be able to get to know people who have more influence than you. But you don't want to do it just so that you can get another notch in your lipstick case, so to speak. You don't just want to meet any big shot. You want to be able to meet big shots who will help you serve your network. San they call him Jeevers, one of the greatest formulators in the health and nutrition business, just contracted with Longevity. Jeevers is somebody I've been watching for several years, and I wrote a, a small article on on him because of the passion that he has. We'd never met eye to eye, but I felt like I'd, I'd learned enough about him that I could write the report. I, I met him two weeks ago. He came up, gave me a big hug, and said, dude, thank you so much. That's a new big shot. Richard Brooke, who's one of the most successful network marketing distributors and company owners, has run two companies. One, a 27-year-old multi-million dollar company. The other one, a two-year-old million dollar company. I got to know him. I reached out. I asked questions. B.K. Brieco. This This is what you have to do. When I... When I met, the matter of fact, the first NFL player on the Kansas City Chiefs team ever to make a million dollars, Bill Kinney. Reached out because he happened. My wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, happened to be the babysitter, and I got to talk to him and learn more about him and and learn what his passions were outside of football. How he wanted to change the world, be a politician, be in real estate. See, when you reach out and you build these things. Inside and outside your niche. You're able to learn. You're able to grow. You're able to help serve others. Now, something that you don't want to do, and I've I've had this happen because I live in Destin and we have all these fancy people that live here and and all that, and I'll have people, hey, can you introduce us to so-and-so? No. They're out with their family. It's in public. You, You know, you be respectful for people with their time. You know, many times, you know, Governor Huckabee... Britney Spears, Tim and uh, McGraw and Faith Hill will will be down and you know they'll come to church or, or they'll be doing and and you just you acknowledge them, they know that you know who they are. Don't don't just be, you know, doing this crap just to be doing this crap. Okay? You you have to have a a respect. It has to be about the other people. You've got to learn things on how you can serve two people at once. Tim Sanders said love is the killer app and I believe that. And number seven, you have to be helpful. See, this comes back to serving others. I was, I'm was i in a book right now in our men's accountability group called Real Marriage. It's about sex, love, and friendship. And we're in a chapter today where we talked about are you a selfish lover or a servant lover. And we weren't just talking about the bedroom. We're talking about that that relationship that you have. And I was sharing about how many times when I screw up, and I know I've hurt Paige's feelings emotionally, one of the things that I do is I set her down, I get some some bath salts that I know she loves, it comes back to that aromatherapy stuff, and I will wash her feet as I apologize. I'm able to share with my words, and I'm able to serve her this way, and I'm able to She feels my touch so that the connection is there. Would I do that with a client? Absolutely not. But I would put the same heart into apologizing. I did. Matter of fact, I had a great friend of mine. We're no longer what I would call close friends. I would still look at him as one of my mentors and friends. His name's Kevin Lehman. He was the mastermind and founder of a company called ProStep several years ago. For 12 years, dominated the support training and lead generation business inside of network marketing. And I remember publicly one day he just totally lamb me, called me everything in the book. People in the restaurant were just blown away. And I said, I'm sorry that I hurt you and your family. I truly apologize for that. Would you please sit down here and have breakfast with me? Let me? Let me listen to... Your anger, and he did for an hour and a half, did nothing but but just nailed me on everything. But I listened so that I could be helpful. See, he needed to get that out. He needed to let me know how angry he was, and I needed to apologize. See, part of being helpful to people in your network, part of being friends and building people up, are taking time to listen and to apologize when you're wrong. Number 9, you got to keep records. You should have a strong database. My my whatever this phone is that I carry here, this Samsung smartphone thingy, you know, inside of it is my database of contacts no matter where I'm at at any given time. I can reach out and say, hey, here's who we need to connect with. Let me do a three-way call real quick. Let us let us get you connected, and then I'll back out, and you guys can take care of, of finishing up whatever it is you need to finish up. See, that's what you have to do, and you do that if you're actually building a database, if you're putting it together, if you're making it work. If you're not keeping a list, then you're not doing things right. Don't Don't think you're going to remember everybody. I'll use a prime example, Facebook. I have 5,000 friends on one account. I have almost 2,000 on another account. I've got numerous subscribers that go above and beyond my friends. I have my fans on the fan pages. I have all my other social profiles. I have the database over at the blogs. I don't know all those people, but I know that I have to keep records. To you. Number nine, you've got to give more than you ask for. This is huge. Big time huge. You should under promise and over deliver. You should be looking for ways to give and not to receive. When you give unconditionally, you will receive unconditionally may not be in the same manner, but it works. You have to be a giver, not a taker. Number ten, you've got to be social. Okay, you can't live a, as, a, as a nomad. You can't be a mountain man up in the mountains talking to the squirrels. Well, you may still talk to some squirrels, but you've got to be out there. You've got to be social. That's that Truly, that is maybe more important than anything else. That's how you're going to be able to connect with people. Now, maybe you're saying, "True, I'm just not a person. To you. I, I don't like to talk to people. That's probably why I'm not succeeding in my business. It might be, but here's a few things you could do. Don't get flustered and don't make excuses. It's not going to be natural. It's going to be new to you. So start out maybe, go into a small group if you're in church. You know, as a matter of fact, I'll throw something in here that would would work. If something that would really probably help you build your business in a big way is is an organization called Life, Living Intentionally for Excellence. I don't know the website. I think it's the Life Biz, the Life Biz, or something like that. I don't know what it is. It's one of Warren Woodward's organizations. Phenomenal because they have different modules in there that would help you grow personally. I'm not saying join the business as a rep. I'm just saying use their their monthly services because they they put out some phenomenal books and CDs and tapes from great authors plus their own team that could help you overcome some of this. And one of them that I've I've got I'm going to be listening to on my trip is, is how to talk in public. So don't get flustered. Don't make excuses. Just be learning. Second, don't start talking about yourself. There's many times when 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 I get into a conversation with a new person. Sometimes they'll come up to me and they'll say, "Man, I've heard all about you. Tell me about tell me more about yourself." And I'll say, "Man, you know what? This is your event. This isn't about me. Share with me how you got involved with this company. What what drew you to this company? Tell me about how 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 long you've been in the business." I automatically turn it around. Now, are there times when what I'm going to share about myself, absolutely, but only when it's relevant to whatever it is I'm talking about, like on the radio shows. What you don't want to do is launch into a monologue about yourself. You're there to serve other people. Talk about the people that you've just met. When you're out talking to somebody else and, and somebody walks up that you just met, say, hey, come here, come over here a second. John, i got to tell you about Sally. I just met her, but listen to this. This is an incredible story of how she's succeeding and what she's overcome. And see, if you ask questions, if you find the connections, if you go in these directions, it's going to work for you. Francis Bacon wrote this, a prudent question is one half of wisdom. I thought that was powerful. It's all it takes. We're in the people business. We're in a career where our whole goal is to serve other people. If you're in any kind of business, that's what it's about. You may say, Troy, you don't understand. I work on the assembly line at at Ford. Then I want to say thank you because you're serving me and my family because all we drive are Fords, and I have Fords that date back to 1995 that are still running as if they were brand new. So thank you. Folks, have an awesome week. We will be back on the air next Monday right here at RealMentorsRadio.com. Bye now.